Okay, bringing in Dennis Kucinich. Uh, this is Ian Trottier for the Discussion of Truth. Bringing in uh, Dennis Kucinich. He's going to be talking about addressing his uh, newest book, A Division of Light and Power. He's the former uh, representative from the state of U.S. representative from the state of Ohio from 1997 uh, 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 to uh, 2013. Uh, let's bring in Dennis right now. You have. Uh, tuned in to Discuss Your Truth. This is Ian Trottier. You can find me at uh, discussiontruth.com or Ian Trottier and go under my research tab. Uh, donate to the program as I am uh, we are self-funded. We, have, we, have, uh, 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 we are getting a, a, an incredible amount of uh, support uh, but uh, uh, from the outside, we are but primarily uh, self-funded in regards to financing. Let's bring in uh, Dennis Kucinich and we appreciate you listening uh, to, uh, to the show. Dennis. Dennis, Ian Trottier, welcome to Discuss Your Truth. Uh, thank you for your time. How are you, sir? Good. Very good. Fantastic. And I thank your uh, uh, your manager or publicist, whoever you're using, for the introduction. I want to uh, address with you. Uh, first of all, let me give, give you a moment to uh, give a brief introduction for listeners. Uh, I have mentioned that you are, uh, you are the for, uh, U.S. representative for the state of Ohio from 1997 and 2013. You have written a, a, a few books, um, uh, and, uh, and I'd like you to talk about that. But uh, uh, The Division of Light and Power uh, is uh, your most recent book. Dennis, give uh, listeners a, a brief introduction of yourself, and we'll get into, uh, get into your book. Sure. Thanks very much. Well, the book is The Division of Light and Power, and I, it reflects my experience as a 23-year-old member of Cleveland City Council uh, and, uh, preliminary to my becoming a, the youngest mayor in America at age 31 wow. in Cleveland. And so uh, my experience includes city council, clerk of courts, mayor, state senator, U.S. representative, twice a candidate for president, and that's on the public side. I also have a resume on the private side as well. But I, this book is important because anyone who's concerned about government and how it works and what the behind the scenes machinations are about and where the centers of power are in a community and who's really making the decisions. This book is a roadmap to an understanding of what a democracy should be, but sometimes sadly what it actually uh, represents. Right. And what, what, what does it represent? (laughs) What are you saying here, Dennis? Well, what I'm saying is that, uh, we often elect people, but we really don't know who's running things. We think the people we elect run things. Well but said. This book shows that there are other centers of power the public's often not aware of. Uh, you know, I write at the in the, at the beginning of the book yeah. that uh, City Hall was not just the building on East Sixth and Lakeside; it was also the boardrooms of the banks, of the utility monopolies, of uh, the meeting room places of the mob. Uh, you know, people wondered uh, where City Hall was. Well, uh, you know, I found out, and and I ended up fighting City Hall, and I was the mayor. <laughs> this is incredible, Dennis, and and I and I you're, you you've really you've really responded to that question in a way that 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 piques my interest, and you've you've hit the head on the nail. In, in, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, I, I I'm glad that you. I have just addressed those issues because this is this is uh, this is becoming more and more important for Americans to understand 
uh, currently in the state of, uh, of the country uh, uh, currently. Um, and, and look, just, just so that you understand, what I like to do for my listeners is I, I encourage them to look uh, past the political lines. This is what I personally do, Dennis. And I and I say, hey, look, if there's, you know, you want to fight for one party or another party or the independent or green party or whatever it may be, let's get past that. Get past your, get past that. It might be, you know, it might be fun to debate or whatever it may be. And certainly all sides uh, typically have very valid points to consider. And that's part of what you're saying, a dem- democracy and and all working, working kind of the 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 crux out to 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 to, to live uh, live together well. But 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 we're all hinging in the United States. We're all hinging on that Constitution. So so that's kind of what I what I like to do, Dennis. And I'm glad you responded to that. Let's put for listeners put just let's put put listeners back in in that seat as the youngest mayor ever elected uh, uh, in in the United States. What was that like for you? And why were you elected at that at that age, Dennis? Well, I was elected on a promise to save our municipal electric system from a takeover by this utility monopoly. Wow. And I actually started the campaign to save it while I was a member of council. The campaign continued while I was elected clerk of courts, the second highest elected office in Cleveland, administrator of the courts. And I uh, won office uh, on the promise to save the electric system. But while I was involved in the campaign to start the campaign, to block the sale, which was underway in city council, um, a high-powered rifle shot was fired uh, and uh, towards my house and missed my head by a fraction of an inch. Later Holy on, smokes. Uh, later on, uh, police intelligence informed me when I was mayor that there was an active plot, uh, 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 assassination plot, and then later on, the after I left office, it all came became public when a U.S. Senate subcommittee uh, investigation on organized crime in the Midwest revealed uh, that the mob had uh, 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 plans to assassinate me while I was mayor, uh, and police intelligence told me it all went back to my stand and blocking the city. Mm-hmm. Interesting how we just lost Dennis as he's getting into some of the uh, the nuts and bolts here of uh, very interesting how we just lost Dennis. Okay, anyway, so I'm on Skype uh, with Dennis. I'm calling him on Skype. Let's, let's bring him back. Get Dennis uh, Kuznich back here. Interesting how that happened. Go ahead, go ahead, Dennis. Pick up from where you left off. Yeah, what I was saying is that... Um uh, a U.S. Senate subcommittee on organized crime investigating uh, the assassination uh, attempt decided that there was, in fact, a plot. And uh, police intelligence at the time said it had everything to do with my blocking the sale of Mini Light to this uh, utility monopoly. It was a, um, at that time, it was a deal that was worth over half a billion dollars. And keep in mind, that was many years ago. So, you know, th- this is a story that um, of what it means for a young person to stand up and speak out, for a concerned citizen to get involved, uh, for the efforts that have to be relentless in challenging these uh, powers which try to pretend they're omnipotent. Uh, and at the same time, it really shows you that democracy can work if people get involved. And I was able to inspire the people of Cleveland to get involved to protect their own interests. 
Uh, and, you know, it, it, there, what happened in Cleveland was an unprecedented event in American history. And maybe only because I happen to be an insider writing about it. It's also possible these things go on behind the scenes everywhere. But, you know, I was able to uh, expose it. And were you seeing some of this fraud, when you seeing some of this fraud, getting away from your book, but were you seeing some of this fraud early on as a council member that caused you to run for mayor? You wanted well, to expose it? I, yeah. my, the, book, the book is about, the you know, the book begins with the journey of a young councilman just elected. It open, the book opens up with the lights going off in downtown Cleveland at Christmas, at Cleveland at Christmas time. And I called, uh, I was just elected. I hadn't taken office yet. I called what was known then as the Division of Light and Power. That was Mutiny Light. Uh, that's, uh, that's where I get the title of the book. And I said, hey, what's going on? And then that man explained to me that the private utility was doing things to block the public utility, our Muni Light, from being able to function. And that caused, that set me on a journey. I started asking questions. And the more questions I asked, I started to see a deep kind of corruption going on that the community was not aware of. And I, you know, I was the one who exposed it. And uh, that that's just the opening part of the story. It, it goes on to when I was elected mayor. And uh, these uh, interest groups tried to uh, block me at every turn in my efforts to save our system. And eventually... On December 15, 1978, uh, the power of the banks, who were partners in business with this utility, went against the community. They denied the renewal of the city's credit on loans I hadn't even taken out. They tried to force me to sell the system. They said, if you don't sell, we're not going to renew the city's credit. I said no. They put the city of Cleveland into default. An unprecedented event in American history. The people then voted to tax themselves, to take us out of default on these loans I hadn't taken out. And the tax passed. The banks had committed to re to renewing the city's credit if the tax passed, which would have not only paid off the notes, but had, you know, created more money than the city really needed. And the banks reneged and kept us in default until I left office and continued to demand the sale of our electric system, which the people also proved by two to one margin. So this is this is a story of the struggle for democratic uh, a, a democratic tradition. It's the story of a struggle for control in a community, and ultimately, it shows uh, it raises the question as to whether or not democracy works, and the only way it works is through our involvement. And you sound to me, uh, Dennis. You sound to me like a uh, John F. Kennedy Democrat. Um, and, uh, I, I think both parties, uh, are again, I, not to reiterate, but, but, but there's issues we have in, in both parties, uh, radicalism in, on both sides, uh, if you will. But to me, you, you speak to me of some of those core values, uh, those patriotic values, uh, that, uh, JFK was, was standing up for. Let me, let me just run this by you, Dennis, and, and see, see if you've, if you've got anything, 
uh, out there. Um, Cleveland, something something came to my mind when 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 you, you when you mentioned Cleveland, um, and uh, and certainly uh, this is this is what came to mind. Uh, J.D. Rockefeller, of course, we've had an issue with monopolies and antitrust in our country, and that's that's one of the one of the large banking and economic uh, challenges that that we face. Whether it's Microsoft or, or Facebook or Google, you know, how do we define these things? I don't know the laws that well, uh, but where you where have they? They overreached uh, their, uh, their wherever they were overreached their power. Uh, it, 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 talking about, uh, for instance, censorship and that sort of thing. But John D. Rockefeller uh, uh, did business out of Cleveland, born in upstate New York, but did business in Cleveland. And we're talking about uh, financial corruption through your uh, through your research. Or your knowledge, was there somehow any of this involved uh, with the Rockefeller uh, Foundation or family at any of this uh, turmoil in Cleveland that, that, that you were uh, bringing well, to light? You know, you know what's interesting, the, the short answer is no. No, this was about uh, uh, Cleveland Trust Bank, which they weren't connected uh, with at all, and about the Cleveland Electric Aluminum Company, which they had no interest in whatsoever. And I will say that years, uh, that the Rockefeller family, you know, well, John D. Rockefeller made a lot of money in Cleveland. The Rockefeller family has ended up uh, helping Cleveland over the years, and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't have any dealings with them, but I just want to make sure that the record is set straight uh, that not only were they not involved in any of any of these uh, horrible events that these corporations pulled, but, but that family. Uh, uh, especially the later generations have been very supportive of, uh, of, of various programs in Cleveland, particularly the arts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 nothing of interest, though. There's nothing. Nothing that you that, that you that you feel it would be. Uh, they they've been they've been supportive of the of the, of the community. But they, there's no there's no banking affiliation. Nothing nothing that you found that connected. None at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. Okay. So, um, so what is the state, uh, the state of Cleveland today? Who, who did these, did these people, once they got you out, and of course there's assassination attempt, once they got you out, did they get their person in, uh, who got in and, uh, and, 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 and what's the, um, you know, what's the impact uh, that we're looking at today? Almost, yeah, but it's, it's almost like the other, whoever followed me, it doesn't matter. What mattered was, that when it came my turn as mayor of a city, even though I was so young, and they probably figured they could push me around and make anything they wanted to happen, even though I was so young, I stood up for the people of the city. And who followed me, it's like, you know, yeah, they they kept the city into default, and they helped to affect the next election as a result. But, you know, it wasn't about the person who followed me. It was about these banks that uh, decided that they were going to try to overturn the government, uh, a duly elected government. I mean, that's pretty shocking, actually, when you think about it. You hear these stories happening in other countries, but this happened in an American city. And it uh, uh, and, and it's, it's dangerous because it shows you the kind of how financial power can threaten our government itself. That's something uh, that Jefferson worried about. And, you know, we have to be concerned about uh, how uh, financial power can be massed to try to direct the government to do things that's against the interests of the people. 
And have you found uh, for, during your time, uh, and you served a couple of decades on the Hill, uh, have you found any other um, elements of that type of corruption um, in the government from the from from banking influence um, that 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 listeners should know about or that well, alarmed you? I mean, of course, the subprime meltdown was all about banks uh, booking no doc, low doc loans and creating what's called collateralized debt obligations, which were then you know uh, securities that were bundled and sold upstream and pyramiding wealth that didn't actually exist which created the collapse of the market in 2008. So absolutely, I mean, it was a trillion dollar, a multi-trillion dollar disaster for the American uh, homeowner. Many people lost their homes and their businesses. And that, again, was the result of a lack of uh, government attention to what the banks were doing. Look, I was chairman of a congressional investigative subcommittee that actually investigated the subprime meltdown. And it was totally manipulated by uh, by banks who... Uh, who are not properly uh, uh, regulated by uh, the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission and the Comptroller of the Currency. What are your and fe- the Federal Reserve? Talk about that a little bit, Dennis. Talk about the Federal Reserve because um, a lot of uh, literature that I've come across and and and, and I like to address uh, research that was done in the late sixties and seventies out of Stanford. Uh, a fellow that was that walked away from his fellowship at the Hoover Institute. His name is Anthony Sutton, and he he spoke he, he or he wrote he wrote extensively about the Federal Reserve and um, and, and 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 writing that 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 it may not necessarily represent the the people, and it might it represent more the, the 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 bankers. What are your thoughts in regards to the Federal Reserve? Well, you have to remember the money. The money, you know, I brought the Federal Reserve to account because they looked the other way. Well, National City Bank in Cleveland was booking these low-doc, no-doc loans, knowing people couldn't pay them back, but they didn't care. They just wanted the numbers so that they could uh, uh, build these uh, uh, collateralized debt obligations and turn them into uh, high-flying securities. So, yeah, the Fed knew what was going on, and they chose to do nothing. And, and you have, but you have to go back to 1913 when it was created. It wasn't created to do anything but to... Uh, keep control of finance in the hands of private banks as opposed to the the government being able to meet the needs of the people without having to borrow money. Now, you talk about Thomas Jefferson and the the Constitution does give Congress uh, the power to coin money. 1913, Woodrow Wilson signs the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, like you're talking about, and and I do address this uh, on the show, um, which then gives, as you're saying, power. It takes power from Congress and it gives it to these these private private bankers. Um, is that a system that is conducive with a democratic society, or does that need to be changed? In your opinion, Dennis? Well, uh, I've introduced Bill uh, to HR 2990 to uh, the National Emergency Employment Defense Act which would uh, modify the role of the Federal Reserve and would enable the government to be able to uh, uh, to meet the needs of the people uh, whenever there was a financial crisis or health needs or infrastructure needs. The government should be able to do that, but right now it can't because of the way the Federal Reserve Bank plays a role in, in structuring the monetary system. 
Now, I want to say, I want to take this back to the Division of Light and Power, because that's the book I'm talking about. Thank you, about. yeah. And, and what it showed is that on a local level, banks can exert extraordinary power. And, and I, it was up to me to stand up for the people of Cleveland to make sure that the power the banks were exerting in Cleveland uh, was not going to result in, uh, in our city losing a, uh, its control of its municipally owned electric system, which provide, provided power at a uh, reduced cost to a third of the city. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very adamant about the importance of democratic uh, principles in, in governance. And this book, The Division of Light and Power, is a clear example of, of, of when a young person takes on a challenge of being an elected official and, and doesn't play ball with the corporate interests, how you can actually change the history of your city. And that's what I did. You know, did I know it at the time? Look, I, I, I did everything I could to stand up for the people. I didn't know how it would turn out. We saved the electric system. It still exists today. I didn't know I'd have a political career coming back because it looked like it was destroyed when, I, when the banks put us into default because people didn't understand that. But today, you know, I'm uh, uh, because people are now aware of what happened, they appreciate that I took a stand, but it took many, many years for people to understand what happened. I mean, this, this story began in 1969. So I'm talking about a trajectory that goes not only the story itself goes from 69 to 79, but my involvement on these issues is telescoped into a future that now uh, the arc of it is way over 50 years. So, you know, I'm in a unique position with the kind of experience uh, that I have, but also having taken on fights that others would uh, definitely not want to even try, but to get results. Uh, for, for president, I, I, I have had uh, former uh, former presidential candidates on, on the program, including uh, Cynthia McKinney. I've had uh, Alan Keyes. Uh, those are the two that come to mind. If I've had others, uh, they're not coming to mind at the moment. Um, and uh, you are you are definitely my, my kind of candidate. Um, uh, is, uh, is, is there something that listeners, and, and you've already said it, which is, which is what needs to happen. Uh, a dem- democracy doesn't function unless everybody's getting up and speaking, uh, and being active. Um, uh, but, uh, is there, is there, is there something that, uh, that, that, that can be applied that you applied, uh, to the city of Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, that made you a target? It sounds like you were successful in your implementation. Is there something that can be applied uh, to um, to the broader country today? Yeah, don't be afraid. That's number one. Uh, people need to uh, know that these uh, groups that try to uh, intimidate people to stop action, that they're not all powerful. There's a, a, a power that's much bigger than them. And, you know, you can't you can't be afraid. That's the first thing. The second thing is you really got to pay attention to what's going on in your community. Uh, you know, when things don't make sense, uh, you have to understand that there's always the possibility that what's going on is going against the interests of the community. So, you know, I just want uh, I, my book is about the importance of an informed electorate. 
but it's also a wild story of corporate espionage, corporate sabotage, interference of, uh, with uh, banks and uh, monopolies with the workings of a city government. It's about mob uh, involvement, assassination attempts. There's never been a book uh, written like this with respect to what actually is going on inside government by somebody who was not just a witness to it, but was inside and stood against it as uh, as the young mayor of Cleveland. So I'm looking, you know, I, I appreciate a chance to be on your show, and I, I've got to uh, go to another interview right now, but I, I want to thank you for this moment to be able to speak to people. And the book is The Division of Light and Power, and it's available everywhere. Uh, if, you, if your local bookstore doesn't have it, ask them to order it. And thank you so much for this opportunity to be on the show. Dennis, you're you're my kind of American. You're you're. We've had some great Americans in the history. You're you're one of them. You're you're an American hero. And thank you for your work. You you are welcome. Last question, very quickly. Do you do you own the movie movie rights? Oh well, yeah. I mean, we, we <laughs> haven't. Uh, we we have uh, given only the book rights out, and the short answer is yes. <laughs> Dennis, I look forward to keeping in touch with you. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you. Bye now. Dennis Kucinich, and, and look, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to echo what he said, uh, and, he, and he said it repetitively. He ended by saying that, Dennis, look, if you don't get involved, folks, then your country takes gets taken from you, and your democracy gets taken from you. Your rights get taken from you. Um, I think he thanked me, if I recall that, and I, I look back on, 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 on the, the words exchange. I think he thanked me. For aligning him, from my view, to that of JFK. JFK, one of the greatest American heroes. Um, and you know what? I, I, I did not realize that he had run for president. I mean, come on. This is what I pull back with. And I and I say, and I I've spoken to Pete Sessions. He's a Republican. I try look, get past the political divide. Okay, each party has good policies, each but but don't get caught up. This is my this is my recommendation. Don't get caught up. Don't say, oh hey, you know, Republicans are all bad people. Oh, oh Democrats are oh Green Party, they're just weird or, or whatever it may be. Don't get folks, neither, none of these parties existed in 1776. None of these parties existed when the Mayflower left Dartmouth. Delano Plymouth Rock. What existed was freedom, liberty, justice, free speech, or desire for, free press, freedom of religion. That's what existed, the desire for, and the desire to create a governance based off of those principles. And if you don't exercise those principles, you will lose them. So that was an honor. That was an honor to speak with Dennis and to, to understand and know his history and what he's doing, get the book, buy it for yourself, buy it for a friend. The Division of Light and Power served as the U.S. representative from Ohio from 1997 to 2013, Dennis John Kucinich. And uh, until next time, be awesome. <laughs>